Hello, 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 Dub fan. It's your boy Dubby. I'm back with another story to delight, inform, inspire, and hopefully entertain you. It's been a while. It's great to be back with you guys, sharing these tales of yore. And this one, this is an interesting one. The KKK in New Jersey. This is Now, bear with me with this story here, because this one's not going to be easy to tell. There's a lot of moving parts, contextual stuff. But I'm going to try to be as succinct as possible, get to the point, and hopefully wrap it up in a nice little bow. And here's the story. You remember as a child, your parents or adults around you would make up these tales and stories that were designed to get you to behave in a certain way or believe a certain thing, right? I.e. Santa Claus, Krampus even, the boogeyman. And as you get older, you start to realize that some of these things, most of these things aren't real. But what if you found out later in life that the boogeyman was real? And that's kind of what happened to me. Here's the story. As a wee young lad, due to my, let's say, adventurous um, domestic situation at home, had to go to boarding school. Yeah, boarding school. I got tons of tons of tales about boarding school, but let's, like I said, I want to keep this moving. So as a wee young lad, I was sent to this British boarding school up in Mendham, Mendham, New Jersey, and um, I went there for a number of years, and then the school closed down. When the school closed down, there was no home for me to go live um, in, so I had to go with my grandmother. My grandmother, see, where I come from in Seabright, I was living as a poor kid, just a total street rat. Um, government cheese the whole nine but my grandmother she had some bucks and her thing was like she had um, my grandparents had several houses and they would kind of snowbird back and forth between New Jersey and Hilton Head Island in the, in the summers and winters the gist of it being boarding schools closed down the kids got nowhere to li live now he, he's gonna come live with grandma and I'm like nine nine I'm oh, ten I was ten years old it was all cool like we were living in Cape May, Cape May, New Jersey, which is a beautiful Victorian town. I loved it there. It was very similar to where I lived in Seabright or Long Branch area, and then it had a boardwalk, an arcade, man. I lived at the arcade. Um, it was a beach town, you know, I'm, I'm on my skateboard, I'm, I'm doing my things, bodyboarding, surfing, you know, just a regular, same lifestyle I have, would be living back in Seabright, and it wasn't that bad. But you know, I knew that as the cold weather approached, we were going to have to go to South Carolina. Now, here, here's the gig. I was a kid that, and I still am, very into reading, and I love to read historical stuff. I did back then. I was very into, like, reading shit about, like, military history and kind of like the darker side of history stuff. Like, I'd read all about the civil rights era and kind of like the lynchings and all of this stuff. Which is fine for a kid living in New Jersey, ain't much to worry about. But now, after um, internalizing all this stuff and learning about it, to f and, and I had been to Hilton Head, you know, several times because my grandparents lived there, but before I lived with them, just to visit quickly. But now this notion that I was going to be going down there and be enrolled in school, like, terrified me. Because I'm like, oh, like, I'm going to go live in the South now. And that's where the clan is. And for some reason, I had this fixation that I was afraid of the Ku Klux Klan, and I was a young black boy, 
and that these motherfuckers were gonna get me down there. Like this, it was eating me up. I was so afraid. I can't even, I couldn't express it to my grandmother then and there's no way I could even express to you now how this ate me alive. I'm laying in bed, I'm scared shitless. I really think these fuckers are down there and they are, they are in fact are down there but I'm convinced that they're gonna get my ass. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh God, I was so afraid, I was so scared. So at some point I expressed to my grandmother my concerns and I brought it up to her somehow. I think I just straight out came and out and asked, um, so what's up with the clan these days kind of thing, you know what I mean? Grandma is the Ku Klux Klan still in South Carolina. And um, I don't I don't remember what she answered me. She's you gotta realize she's an Irish lady from Bedsty. So it's like she's my gram, but we're culturally, you know, there's a difference. You know, it's like I, I have these concerns and she don't have them. So um But she must have gotten an inkling, like I mean, she cared for me so much, so I'm, I can't remember her exact reaction to her face, but um, she was concerned enough that she told me this tale. And this is, I'm gonna tell you the story that she told me. I told her how afraid I was, cause you know, now we gotta go down there and I'm a little black boy and they're gonna get me. And, and she, the way she tried to allay my fears was this. Aw, oh, hooey, she says. They're not looking for just you. They're looking for Jews and Catholics too, she says. I go, what? Because I didn't, you know, as a youngster reading, you know, black people, we get all the fucking bad publicity, man. So it's like, if you read about the Ku Klux Klan as a young black person who's not um, as informed as you're going to become later in life, you like, no, they're out for us. They, they just, it's us. They're, it's, they're, they're after us. Um, but she, she's like, they're after... <laughs> I'm laughing now because I didn't really believe it then and she says they're they hate us because we're Irish and we're Catholic and what she was trying to do was like form a team essentially in my mind psychologically that no these guys aren't after you they're after us too and they're after Jewish people and all different kind of people so it's not just you that they're after I'm just I guess this is I you know I don't even know if this is how I would like try to um, comfort a child, but this is my grandmother and this is what she told me. She said, when your grandfather and I first got married and we moved to our first home in New Jersey, within the first week we were there, the Klan showed up in the neighborhood and burned a cross on an empty lot right near our house. And it was because they wanted to make a show because it was an Irish Catholic neighborhood. Now, even as a 10-year-old, and I love my grandmother, she's Jesus to me, man. Like, anything she says is gospel. But my little 10-year-old, I wasn't naive, man. I just came from a house living with junkies and bikers for 10 years. So it's like, you know, they were using me for the break-ins and stuff. I wasn't some stupid idiot. I'm thinking, That's, this sounds like bullshit. That's what I thought. Like, when she told me that, I'm like, this kind of sounds like bullshit but I have to accept the fact that I understand she's trying to comfort me, so she's gonna tell me a story, which might be apocryphal. You know, we're gonna, you know, who knows? So she tells me this story about how the Klan showed up, burned a cross on a, on a vacant lot 
a couple houses down or whatever, whatever across the street. And I'm just like floored. So I'm just like, I must have went to bed that night with a lot on my mind and a lot to process and think about. But we were leaving for South Carolina in a, in a couple days. So, you know, I had to like <laughs> knuckle up, man. So here we are now where we're driving down from Cape May to South Carolina. And I am just riddled with terror the whole way down, man. I just, I'm like, I just got out of this boarding school, which is basically a gladiator pit. And now I'm getting thrown to the KKK in South Carolina. I just, I didn't even know what to think about this, man. I didn't even know how to handle it. But I was terrified. We're all the way down. Every time the car stopped, I didn't want to get out of the car. I stay in the car. Finally, somewhere around Bumblefuck, North Carolina, I have to piss so bad that I have to get out of this car. And it was like an Exxon gas station or something. And I went in and used this Highway 95 Interstate public bathroom at an Exxon. You can imagine. It was pretty disgusting. The walls had all the requisite writing all over it and all that so I'm standing here you know kind of taking care of my business and as I look up on the wall it literally says you know n-bomb something kkk something and I just like stopped midstream and was like zip and I went running because because when I saw this I'm like oh my god they're here they're like they're here so when I saw this I like went running out of the bathroom full clip back to the car but I didn't see like the edge like the island where the gas pumps are the edge of it came the curb came out like way far off the end of this this um this gas pump and I didn't see it boom I trip bam I go right down chin and then teeth and to this day and I front right tooth I have a tiny little chip not a chip but it's like a little crack um and it's from running from the clan when I was 10 man so finally we get to Hilton Head and I, the Klan never showed up. We lived in an affluent neighborhood. Well, it's not a neighborhood down there. It's actually fucking, dig this, it's actually called a plantation. I lived on the Sea Pines Plantation in Hilton Head Island for, for years. Um, but dig that, plantation, right? Um, and whew, I, I've told stories about some of the things that happened to me there with the other young fucking bumpkins that I had to fucking deal with. I would tell you that, I want to say all of the stories my grandmother used to tell me, I still remember them all. I remember them all, and I never forgot this story. And that one especially, I never forgot. And what happened now is, as I got older, I started to, like, look at it differently, her, the, her telling me this story, and I started to get even more suspicious than I was then, thinking, she wanted to comfort a scared kid, so she made up like this weird story about how the Klan came in New Jersey. And I'm like, the Klan, the Klan didn't come to no fucking New Jersey. This is me now as an adult. Klan, Klan didn't fuck around. You know, I've learned, you know, the Klan was in New Jersey and stuff now, but I was like, you know, she's talking about they're burning crosses and doing all this. Like, I'm, I'm not going for it. I don't believe it. This is the adult me now. So cut to about literally a month ago, okay, a month ago. I'm in Asbury Park, I'm with the family, and my daughter, she's into the spooky, um, like, metaphysical stuff. 
So we went to the Paranormal Bookstore and Museum, which is a cool little business. Shout out Paranormal Books in uh, Asbury. Super cool um, little business. Um, and she loved it. We went in there for a tour for her birthday um, of all the artifacts and spooky stuff. And then later as we were leaving, they have this massive library of books. There's super cool stuff you could buy, all weird, macabre, strange shit. And I picked up this. I picked up this book. It's called The Rise and Fall of the Ku Klux Klan in New Jersey. So I started re reading this book, right? And I'm blown away because, first of all, the town I lived in is featured very prominently in this book. Uh, for my Jersey Shore people, the towns that were most, um, most clan activity was happening, Wall Township, Seagirt, Spring Lake, Belmar, Point Pleasant. Don't believe me, get the book. The book is The Rise and Fall of the Ku Klux Klan in New Jersey by Joseph G. Bilby and Harry Ziegler. Okay? And they even have an index so you can look up your town and see how many son of a bitches y'all had down there. But anyway, I digress. Um, so I'm reading this book, and I don't know where it was in the book. It must have been, I mean, it's, it's fuckery from beginning to end, this book. It's the Ku Klux Klan in New Jersey. Um, you know, all kind of that stuff. And so anyway, um, I'm reading this book, and lo and behold, they're telling this story of Wayne, New Jersey, which is where my grandparents had their, were, where they had their first home. And um, the book's talking about how the Klan was doing these cross burnings to intimidate the Irish Catholics in the neighborhood. I said, motherfucker, she wasn't lying. She was really telling me the truth. And I had to get, she's not with me anymore. I love her and I miss her and I think of her literally every single day, my gram. But, um, I got hit with a lightning bolt when I, when I read that, when I read that because I was like, she wasn't lying. She was telling me the real truth, man. They were after Irish Catholics, Jews, and everybody else, too, man. They were just sons of bitches that hate everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and they still are. Uh, but I can't, I can't, I'm happy to share this with you, but it's hard for me to express. <laughs> and it's funny, it filled me with joy to find out that the Klan was burning crosses in Wayne, New Jersey, because it just reconfirmed what a solid... G. My grandmother was an OG, man. A solid bedsty, you know, Irish stalwart she was, man, because she wasn't lying. She was telling me the honest truth. The clan showed up. They burned a cross. You know, the neighborhood people weren't really having it, whatever, whatever. And they, you know, the, the, the thing, you know, it happened several times, but eventually it faded out. And it faded out in New Jersey um, generally because uh, the operators up here were a bunch of clowns. Like I said, I already mentioned the towns and the people. It's their um, grandchildren that are still running uh, stuff around here. So it's like, it's cycle, cycles of fuckery, never-ending fuckery. And that's my tale, The Clan in New Jersey. Check out the book, Rise and Fall of the Clan in New Jersey. Shout out Paranormal Books in Asbury. Thank you for hanging with me, guys. I've missed you. It's great to be back with this story, and I will see you guys soon. You!